Hey guys, welcome to the Living and Collective Podcast, where we are inspiring and equipping women into living their full lives while working together as the collective. Hey, Christy. What's up, Lacey? How's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you? Awesome. How's your summer going so far? Getting in the groove. Learning a little bit every day. Good. Getting in a rhythm. Yes. It takes a little while. Our rhythm it does not look like what I thought it was going to look like, but we're, we're it following it. It never does. It never does. It never does. Hopefully all the rest of you are doing well, getting into that fun, fun place that we call summer. Well, today we have an awesome episode for you ladies. We're going to be talking about how to get started with healthy eating. So sort of the basics of nutrition, how, what to focus on, how to eat well. We get that question so much, even just in random conversations. Where do I start? How do I eat healthy? What does that look like? Yes. And just some first steps that we can share with you guys that are going to be actionable over the summer. I know everyone's not like full-fledged all in with health and fitness this summer, but just what are some little things that we can do to get us through the summer help us feeling great? That's huge. Um, that was one thing I wasn't going to say at all today. <laughs> that's huge. That's huge. You always say that. I love it. We're mind blown, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. We're going to break some rules today. Um, right. It's easy to get really overwhelmed, especially with all the nutrition information out there. So there's, again, keto, there's paleo, there's low carb, there's intermittent fasting, there's all these things and we get overwhelmed and then we just don't do anything at all. And One thing, if you saw our post this week, we talked about on Instagram, just doing one thing. So this summer, keeping it simple, doing one thing. So you don't have to do all the things. You don't have to be perfect. But what is one thing or what are a few things that you can do? Yes. So actually, I'm going to flip this on you. What's your one thing? That is good. Okay. My one thing this summer is really eating living food. So eating vegetables. Um, and some fruit too. But you just stole my answer. Oh no! That's I know. Really, see, great minds think alike. That's right. <laughs> and honestly, let me tell you. Okay, I have two things. So one of my things is vegetables, but my second thing is really eating more mindfully. So for me, I tend to not walk what I talk in the sense that I often eat standing up at my kitchen counter. I often come in the house at three o'clock famished and devouring like a half a bag of hatched tortilla chips because I'm starving and then I feel sad because I know that's not what my body needed. So I'm really going to try to relax and get into that state of rest and digest and not be so like eating on the go, throwing things in my mouth and really like take care of myself and put things on a plate, sit down, eat a meal as often as I can and not beat myself up if I have to eat on the road. You're going to feel so much more satiated doing that. I think so too. I think that's the thing is you don't realize like no matter how many tortilla chips you eat, you're not going to really feel, you're going to feel, get to a point where you feel like a little sick to your stomach, but you're not going to feel like nourished the way that you need. Right. What are you, what's your one thing? Well, my one thing is definitely the vegetables. You stole the living things. Um, We have the JB Organics um, produce box coming every week, which I love. And I'm kind of like, oh, how can I use this fresh mint in every single recipe this week? Okay, what was this week? Tell me everything. Why well, ground it up and put it in made sun tea outside. That's really cool. Right? I think I threw some in that Thai salad that we talked about last week. Okay. Um, the other thing, I'm 
trying to eat less bars, which I kind of goes with vegetables. I, I mean, I usually eat one a day, but just when I'm coaching school year, I'm like running out the door, grabbing an RX bar, grabbing a G to G bar. I haven't talked about those. They're awesome. Amazing. But just trying to eat less processed foods and it makes me feel so much better and it gives me so much more nutrients that I need. I can down one of those bars and I'm still hungry. And then I don't feel like I've even eaten anything or I can make this giant meal for the same amount of protein, carbs, fat, nutrients, macros, and have so much more kind yes. of pleasure. And Absolutely. No, I did that exact same thing yesterday. We got off. I had got off to errands. I had protein coffee. I had um, went grocery shopping, grabbed a bar while I was grocery shopping, ate that on the way home, came home, ate like a little something for lunch, but I was a little full from the bar. Mid-afternoon, ate another bar. By the time I made dinner last night, I can't tell you, my dinner tasted so good, and it was just a red flag to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you should have sat down today. And again, some days are just going to, we're not going to struggle with beating ourselves up over not being perfect, but just, it was a reminder to me that bars are a great fill-in, right. but if you, I mean, more than one a day, which I did two yesterday, and again, not to stress about it, but just like, I did not feel good, and dinner tasted so good last night. So good. Well, and with the less bars kind of goes with me doing more meal pl- more mm. meal prep, more meal planning, cooking ahead of time. Um, today we grilled a bunch of chicken breasts this morning. I know we talk about that every week. Nice really job already today. Already. Good job. Um, eggs, just trying to get it so then I do have the options and I can mix it up and make, oh, I'm going to make a salad. Oh, I'm going to make this. Just trying to mix it up, but having the options that are as accessible as a bar. That's huge because if it's fast and easy in your fridge, you'll be a lot more likely. I am a lot more likely. And it's only when I fail to prepare. Absolutely. Usually grocery store day. It is. And it's not that I want the bar. It's Mm -hmm. just that I've got to go right now. I've got to go coach. What do I I eat? And that's the quickest thing to do. And when you're super hungry, it's just kind of like whatever is fast. It's not even necessarily like you said that you're craving that particular item. It's just whatever is fast and convenient. Absolutely. I like those two. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe don't just do one thing. Maybe you can do two things, yes. but you don't have to. You could just do one thing. Yes, that's good. <laughs> one like or that. two or three. It's up to you. Right? Yes. Okay, so where do we want to get started? What's We're going to give you all a couple of points of things that we feel are simple, but the most important things when it comes to eating healthy and nourishing your body. Yes. I think the first key one is talking about food quality and the quantity that you're eating, both of those. Mm-hmm. For us, we talk about it a lot personally. The food quality is huge and kind of piggybacking on the conversation about the bars, cutting out the processed food in the summer is so hard, but it's so important. It's incredibly important and it is really difficult. And we were talking about this the other day, but processed food has been designed in a way that is... Um, it's created to make you want to eat as much as possible. So it does have an addictive nature. I mean, food companies do hire food scientists that make the food really salty or really sweet or these things that they're not naturally found in nature. They usually don't have a whole lot of fiber, so they're not super filling or a lot of protein, um, but they taste really good. So it's not a character flaw that it's hard to stop eating chips or hard to stop eating cookies. They were designed to entice you to want to eat more than you probably should. Right. So it's... And they make all these false claims. 
low fat, low carb, healthy. So they do trick us into thinking like, oh, this isn't that bad. These crackers are healthy for us. They have chia seeds in them or so you, but then you look at the labels, you can't pronounce a lot of the ingredients. There's so much sugar, trans fats, there's nothing healthy or like living in any of these processed foods that we're buying. Totally. And it's really funny when you go through the grocery store to see the, the change, you know, as the seasons go, like I think probably six months ago, it was probably like, you know, naturally grown, you know, or now it's all like high protein. Like it just kind of goes through circles that you're like, really high protein cookies? Okay. (laughs) This must be good for me. The marketing gimmicks, they've said that. I mean, it's all, it's all marketing or even organic, which, you know, organic is great. You're going to limit your exposure to pesticide, but let's be honest, like organic cookies still have most of the same negative attributes as regular cookies. They just don't have the chemicals from the pesticides, but they're still sugar. I think all natural is the current buzzword. Is it? Don't you think? (laughs) think Everything's all natural. Like, ooh. Well, that that could mean a lot of things. It could mean a lot of things. There are a lot of things that are natural that might not be the best for us. So I agree with that with processed food. And it is hard, especially if you've got kids in the house, because a lot of times we do have goldfish and we have you know, Oreos or we have just these things that are, that call to us at nine o'clock at night. Right. And it might sound good. And I'm like, Ooh, that sounds really good. And I'll have a bite. I never feel full. So then I always will overeat on it. And then, then you go from this, this, I'm not full. I'm not full. I'm not full. This, it's not satiating any kind of hunger in my body. And then all of a sudden I feel totally gross and stuffed. A, I'm probably eating too fast. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. Me too. But it's true. Like it, I feel like if we were eating vegetables, you would just feel satiated so much sooner. And it's just empty calories. And you create a pathway to your brain because sugar literally does light up that section of mm-hmm. your brain that is very addictive in nature. And I think most of us can say there's been a time in our lives or currently we do in our culture have an addiction to sugar. So being aware of that, that the more you give yourself that stimulation, the more you're going to crave it. We all know how hard it is to cut sugar out. Yes, and it's in everything. 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 Every sauce, everything. Salad dressing, ketchup, well, obviously ketchup, but lunch meats. Barbecue sauce. Yes. Lunch meats. Little weird things that you wouldn't think. Um, So I think one of the things that I like to do is really reconnecting that mind-body connection with the foods that you put into your body. So instead of just feeling guilty after you eat something that maybe wasn't the best for you, really lean into how that food made you feel. So I think in our culture, like we kind of have closed, shut that off. So instead of just like having guilty thoughts, that's not what we want you to have because that won't serve you. But just really listen to how that made you feel. Are you getting a headache? Does your stomach hurt? Do you Are you starting to feel anxiety because your blood sugar starts to go up and so that can like increase your heart rhythm it can make you feel anxious or depressed and then remember how that food makes you feel versus when you've eaten a really nourishing bowl of roasted vegetables and a healthy meat and maybe some avocado how do you feel after that do you feel energized do you feel balanced kind of tap into those feelings totally i feel so just hormonally happy when i eat better and i'm just full from vegetables and lean proteins. I'm like, oh, I my body's happy. I feel so much happier. Um, and I did tell Christy the other day, hopefully my husband will listen to this podcast down the road. And, you know, I haven't really admitted this to him, but when I don't eat well and I'm not, I then I don't feel good about myself and it just really gets all 
pushed back on him and the kids. And I just become snippy and gripey and I don't even know what it is. And I, I really have done a lot of soul searching. I'm like, oh, it's all about me and how I'm feeling about myself. Um, my behavior definitely changes based on what I'm eating, drinking, and putting into my body. Absolutely. And that is, that's a scientific proof that food is information and it does affect our bodies and it does affect our moods. And so we have two channels. We have that guilt channel, which we all can't help but experience. Like we feel bad. We feel like we've let ourselves down or we've haven't succeeded. We've been unsuccessful. So there's that route. And again, we don't want you guys feeling guilty. And as women, we are the bosses of guilt. We, whether it's mom guilt, whether it's body guilt, whether it's like, I love that. Bosses of guilt. We are the bosses of guilt. Yes. We cannot carry that. Like that is not ours to carry. It does not serve us. So as women, we need to help each other to say like, okay, wait, is that a guilty thought? Or is that, uh, you know, in, is that something that you do need to listen to? Because guilt probably won't serve us most of the time. But, um, but food is information and it really does affect us hormonally as women. Um, it affects our brains. So there is a depression and anxiety element to the foods that we put in our body. I read a book um, by Dr. Kelly Brogan called, I can't remember, but it's, um, it is the best book. I'll put it in our show notes. But if any of you are dealing at all with depression or anxiety, which most women do at some point in their yes. lives... Um, she is a psychiatrist in New York City, and she is brilliant. And this whole book just kind of explains the connection between food and our brains. And then she gives a lot of great healthy recipes at the end that are kind of brain-nourishing foods. And um, I know the first half of my marriage. I mean, I was such a basket case. I was totally anxious and moody. And now that I look back, now that my diet has changed so much in the foods that I eat, I can see a direct correlation with my poor husband. Yeah. <laughs> but just... I feel better. Having the stability. Yes. And we're still people. Like, I still want to feel. I'm going to feel, but it's not that roller coaster. Right. Of and then you, but you also don't even know where it's coming from. And then mm-hmm. you're just like, why am I feeling like this? And I really do think the whole kind of like gut being your second brain is just absolutely spot on. It's amazing. And I feel like probably in the next 10 years, we're going to see so much more research and evidence and ways that we can support our gut and. Um, if that is a totally new concept to you, basically you've got bacteria in your stomach and in your intestines that have um, a lot to play with your emotions because your nerves from your gut have a direct relation to your brain, which yep. is fascinating. I, I want to be on the front end of that. I'm not quite smart enough to be in those lab coats. But I can't I'm... wait to hear what comes out there. No, me too. So what are some of your favorite gut gut foods. So basically if we eat healthy bacteria that can help to support and nourish the gut that's the bacteria that's the healthy bacteria that's in our gut. So I I keep using the word gut, but in your stomach. We love the gut. (laughs) We love the gut. Do you have any favorite high healthy bacteria? We're gonna have a whole little pun with gut Mm -hmm. later. You could. Um I think anytime I'm just sticking to the living foods, I keep going back to that. But just Absolutely that's such a good umbrella because we get asked like, what do you eat? What do you eat? Just stick to living foods, go to the produce aisle, stick to the outer edges of the grocery store. And that's it. I mean, there's nothing really off limits there. We're not really no people. I don't think we're really just more yes people. Yes. Eat this. Yes. Eat this. Um, I have been gluten free for two years. That has completely changed my gut. I'm not saying that's the answer for everybody. I was extremely sick. I had stomach aches all the time. 
nausea all the time. I blamed it on 10,000 other things. My poor husband was like, I'm so sick of hearing about it. So I finally went and got tested. And it, that, to me, personally, has been life-changing. I didn't know that. That's huge. Yeah. I can't even imagine. So two years now. Two years. And feeling so much better. So much better. I rarely ever feel sick. And it is sensitive. I mean, I can, if I have gluten in barbecue sauce, I can tell almost instantly. I'm like, oh, and it just doesn't agree with me. Um, we can talk about gluten on a whole nother day. I have yeah. all kinds of thoughts about that and just the way it's processed and everyone's becoming somewhat gluten intolerant. Um, but staying away from the processed foods will really help with that. Absolutely. What about that's, you? That is. That's really simple. I love that. Just always going back to the closer you can eat your food to how it's actually found in nature, the better it's going to be. So that just that real whole food. I love adding in just a little, I know you do too, just a little kombucha. Mm-hmm. Um, you eat yogurt. I do. I've just started doing like a coconut yogurt. It still has like a lot of sugar in it, but it's delicious. But like awesome. you can do anything. Kefir is really good for just that healthy bacteria, a probiotic supplement. Um those are all great little little ways to support you. But when you feel good, then it's kind of that reaffirmation to like you start craving those foods because you realize, I love the way I feel. I want to keep feeling like this. You totally do. And I just want to tell all you guys out there too, we 90% of the time eat like this. Definitely 10% of the time we're not perfect. This is, we say to everyone, we say to ourselves, this isn't about perfection. It's about consistency. If you can consistently eat better, you will feel enormously better. No one is perfect. We're all humans. We all crave sugar. We all eat half a batch of cookie dough when you're baking with your kids. Maybe that's just me, but definitely just the consistency. And if you do feel sick, eat half a batch of cookie dough. I may have done that in the last week. I don't know. I'm like, okay, that's, I did that. I'm moving on. It did not make me feel good. Noted. Um, and actually I, we just had this conversation this week with someone talking about the difference between recalling something and remembering it. So recalling something is just kind of remembering it factually and remembering it is actually feeling the emotion of what happened when it happened. So when we're thinking about the foods and, you know, we all kind of forget pain, if you will, hence why we keep having babies. <laughs> Good point. Side note. But you do forget pain. So it's easy. You need to, when you think about, okay, I ate this, don't just recall that you ate it. Like really try to remember, oh, that made me feel really sick and it did not did not do anything good for me. For hours after that, I was moody. I was sick. My stomach hurt. So kind of go into those feelings of remembering it. I love that. I love that those two descriptions of those two words. And I think that's so powerful. And I completely agree and affirm that part about we are not perfect. You don't want to live in a place where you're eating perfect 100% of the time because that might look physically healthy, but we can promise you it's not mentally or emotionally healthy. You do not want to be that person at the party that's bringing their own food. You know, you want to be the, per- you know, there are, there are moments in your life and every day. I, I would say, I, I tell people I'm 80, 20, 80% of the time I try yes. to eat a holistic you know, whole, whole, wholesome foods and 20% of the time I don't worry about it. And I love the best mantra you can have in this area is move on. You make a mistake, you yes, move on. Move on. Don't, don't stress. Yeah. And cons- if you're consistently eating great 80% yes. of the time, you're rocking it. Consistency. That yes. is, that's very important. That's a huge key takeaway. So we've got our living foods. We've got our consistency. 
So our favorite our favorite ever topic, which we're going to talk about every single week, is drum roll. You guys know it. It's protein. <gasps> protein. All right. So why did you like that drum roll? That was really hard. I know. We, we can't hire a drummer quite yet. So instead we have our own drum beat for yes. it, just for you ladies because we You're care welcome. about you. You're welcome. So why is protein so important? Why do we talk about it so much? And again, just to clarify, we are not talking about a high protein diet. We are talking about the amount of protein that your body as a woman needs to function its very best that we typically don't get in the standard American diet. Right. Well, first and foremost, it keeps up all of our lean tissue and muscle. And we hear from clients both on the fitness and health side, I just want to be toned. I want to be toned. You have to feed your muscles protein. And you have to do that consistently throughout the day. Um, When you're not getting enough protein in your diet, it's going to take it from those amino acids. It's going to start depleting your muscle tissue. No one wants to be, you know shaking around we want to all have a good muscle tone we want to be strong and healthy women moms we want to maintain that muscle mass all the way through our age like i want to be an older woman that has muscle and can be capable of things absolutely and you've worked hard for that you've worked hard for the muscle that you have so every year i think it's past 25 or 30 you start just naturally by default losing a small percentage of muscle every single year and Um, eventually that's one of the things that makes it really difficult as a senior to be independent. So we want to be independent. We want to stay in our own homes as long as possible. And most of us aren't thinking that way right now, but think now you want to be investing in that muscle storage. So one of the best ways you can do that is through your nutrition and through your movement, obviously, but um, through getting that protein. And that's, I'm just going to side note on your point right there. Um, I was talking to Tyson the other day. Health is really so much more about the later, right? Right now we're like, oh, am I going to look good in this bathing suit? Am I going to fit into my clothes? That's important right now, but everything we're feeding and putting in our bodies right now affects us forever. And you have to look at it like that. It just, oh, it just is such a hot button for me. Yes. Um, And we're thinking, oh, we're, you know, in our 30s, we're in our 40s, we can get away with it. We can right now, but everything we're putting in there is just going to build against us or for us the rest of our life. It is a very important investment. So most of us are slightly aware of our retirement accounts and we might not be super ambitious right now, but we are aware of the fact that we have a plan for the future, whether it's a great plan or not. Um, It's the same way with your body. You really want to be thinking longevity for the long term. And then if you're a person who loves being active, if you're a person who hopes to play with your grandkids, if you're a person who wants to travel the world after retirement, you want to be thinking now, what can I be doing to keep supporting those behaviors so I can be my very best self the whole way through, Yeah, right? Definitely. Definitely. And okay. again, with compulsive behaviors too. Like I think I had a friend post a picture of his grandmother um, who had just passed away and the way that he described her, and it was this picture from his childhood and she's laughing and there was something about his description of her that stopped me dead in my tracks and made me realize My grandkids aren't going to remember if I had the best abs or if I had biceps. They're going to remember the way I laughed. They're going to remember the way I played with them. They're going to remember the joy that came from inside me. A hundred percent. Right? Even our kids. Even our kids. Yes, absolutely. Our kids don't know at all. No. They remember if if we're feeling good. Yes. And happy and wanting to play with them and physically able to do that. 
that's huge. That's a great investment. Yeah. For, that's worth it. What were you going to say? I oh, I was off. just going to like loop us back to protein for a second. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> rabbit trail. Rabbit trail. <laughs> you should hear our meetings off the podcast. We run about 50 rabbit holes in a meeting. Yes. Anyway, we're staying on topic today. Definitely. Going back to protein. So um, one of the the things that I love most about protein is that it keeps you full longer and keeps you satiated. It takes longer to go through your whole digestive tract. Um, carbs are the first thing that go through. I'm sure we've all eaten a bowl of cereal and we're like, well, I'm hungry again in about five minutes. So just kind of like satiating your body for longer, that's really key in my book. Absolutely. That's why those processed foods tend to like maybe stuff you for a second, but then you're pretty much immediately hungry Yes. later. So I love that satiation satiation, satiated part. That's huge. Um, and then also protein keeps, takes more energy to digest of all the macronutrients. So carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, protein takes more energy to digest. So it's, it requires more. It's great for your metabolism. Metabolism. Not mortality. It's great for your mortality too. <laughs> your metabolism. Um, by just having making your body work a little harder. So yes. it's got a lot of great properties. Yeah, you gotta work harder to get it through. Um, and then the last thing, like we talk about our favorite protein sources, definitely like we talk about chicken every week, but that's just a supplement part of our protein. We eat a lot of other protein besides that. What are your favorites besides chicken? I love fish, um, doing a lot of fish for just those healthy fats. I actually like um, sardines, which I get a certain brand from Costco, but they're really healthy in your fatty acids. So they're great for your brain, your joints. Um, we talked before in the last one about mahi and sockeye salmon, just frozen um, pastured eggs. So our Costco here in Austin has pastured eggs. So the chickens have like walked around. They've been, you know, they just have more nutrients because they've been eating worms and things in the ground. Um, so that's a great, great source of protein. But the, the more variety, whey protein is good for you. Um, yeah. Just getting a huge variety of protein is so important because it's going to look a little different depending on the source that it's come from. It's going to have a little bit of a different amino acid profile. Mm -hmm. um, now, if you're a vegan, if you don't eat meat, um, we've just kind of learned about that recently from some of the clients that we've had. Yes. They've been so helpful to us. They have. We've learned all kinds of new new tips and tricks for all of our vegan friends out there. There's tons of great protein sources that don't require meat. So if you're trying to limit your meat, if meat kind of grosses you out and you're just eating a little bit, or if you're not eating any at all, um, if you do eat eggs, eggs are a great source. So that would be more a vegetarian. Um, but a, a vegan pea protein is such a great natural source. Mm -hmm. You want to avoid soy because it has um, the phytoestrogens in it. So it can kind of mess with your hormones mm -hmm. and tends to be one of the more um, chemically altered foods that we have in our food system. Um, and then lentils, lentils are so are good. Awesome. That's what I was just going to think. I love lentils. I'm making those for dinner. Are you really? I am. They are. They're very good. How do you make yours? What are you going to do tonight? Um, so I'm doing it in an Instapot. I've sent this out and I'll definitely post it for you guys. It's my favorite kind of go-to Instant Pot recipe. It's chicken. Oh, I think we've talked about this. Chicken, cilantro, lentils. You have a similar one. Yes, but we haven't talked about it here. You're right. Oh, Because yours okay. looked better than mine. It had more stuff it's in it. It's so good. And it has like a salsa verde in it. And I get it at Whole Foods. And it's just delicious and fresh. My kids love it. It's, so it's perfect. I'm going to make it tonight. Great. I'll post the recipe for you guys. It's really good. Um, I actually also eat dairy. Um, not a ton, but I do love... I don't drink a lot of milk, but definitely like a good yogurt. Um, 
maybe that's really it. Yogurt, which I get a lot of protein from and I love. And, um, and your cottage cheese. Oh, know? yes. And my cottage cheese. Yeah. I do. I forgot. Thank you. Um, I love that as a snack with either some like chopped up tomatoes or some sriracha sauce on the, the cottage cheese. It's so good. But um, that helps me feel really full. And dairy is actually one of the slowest digesting proteins because of the casein in it. So if I know I need to like fill up and, you know, that's kind of a good go-to snack for me that will make me feel satiated for a long time. That's great. A lot of those little cottage cheeses are portable. Like yes. You can just grab them and take them with you or throw yeah. them in your cooler if you're taking a lunch with you. Mm-hmm. That's great. If you yeah. don't have a dairy intolerance, those are some great options, especially the yogurts with the bacteria and yes. the cottage cheese is, is a great one. Yep. Just choose low awesome. sugar. Low sugar. Watch out for that yogurt. If it tastes too delicious. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> if it tastes like ice cream, put it down. Put it down. It I actually be- love like kind of the tartness of it, so I don't need a really sweet yogurt. Um, Those ciggies are actually ciggies. great. I love the ciggies. Because they have just vanilla. Mm-hmm. I tried one this weekend. It was orange and ginger. How was that? It tasted just like orange and ginger. It was very strong. I mean, it was good. It's not probably the best like yogurt flavor, but... A for effort, Siggy's. Great job. Great job. Way to be creative. Yes. It's very generous. A few weeks ago, we got a, um, a cardamom uh, ice cream pint. Oh. And it was kind of the same idea. It was yes. like the first couple bites, you're like, am I eating soap? But then you realize, no, it just tastes like cardamom. Yeah. Very much like cardamom. Yes. And I'm a little confused, but okay. That's exactly how I felt. Yes. With yogurt. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Those are all good. All right, what is our last tip? Some actual eating habits we've talked about that work for both of us. Um, I know that you kind of nailed on it earlier. Talking about mindfulness is huge. And just really thinking about what you're eating. I know we get to... um, This is a classic example for me. I cannot go to places hungry because then I just don't know what's going to be there. And I show up to friends' houses or have people over. We always have appetizers everywhere. Chips, dips, salsa, nuts... Um, for some reason, the women always are around the snacks, men are out talking and I just mindlessly eat. I think I told you I did that this weekend. I was hungry. I just started eating pistachios and then I had some chips and just we're talking and we're eating and I'm not even registering what I'm eating or how much I'm eating before I eat my meal. I was so stuffed by the time the meal came around and kind of embarrassed that I couldn't even finish my meal for dinner when we're all sitting down. But I need to be really mindful for myself about the appetizers. I think that's a common situation because usually if you're going to someone's house, you've been probably doing a lot of things that afternoon, then you're getting ready, and then by the time you're on your way to going, you're so hungry that usually they're still in the middle of cooking, the guys are outside grilling, Yes. and then there's something about the joy of being with your friends, and you just kind of have your walls down, and you're maybe having a little drink, and you just feel like, oh... I'm just going to enjoy myself and, and we want you to, that's huge. That's awesome. But I know I completely do the same thing because you're so hungry and you're just talking and not paying attention. Right. And I couldn't eat that. It's not, it's not saying, oh, we shouldn't have that. Right. It's just saying I need to just be more mindful of kind of the quantity I'm taking in and like, oh, I've had 30 pistachios. I'm probably good. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. My fingers hurt from peeling them. Lay off the pistachios, lazy. <laughs> oh, last night I posted on Instagram stories my dinner and then a reminder to people to be mindful while they were eating. But then like after I posted it, I was sitting there eating my dinner, like kind of scrolling, kind of scrolling, but just trying to pretend like I wasn't scrolling. Then I was like, Christy, 
Put the phone away. It does not belong at the table. Just sit down, look at your food, chew your food, taste your food. Um, enjoy it. Like, enjoy it. I think a lot of times we are so busy or we're just used to always being entertained. So it feels like if we don't have something in front of us, whether it's our work on our computer or it's we're scrolling, scrolling on our phones or we have a movie on or we're Netflixing on the couch, like we need to get back to just sitting at the table and enjoying our food and seeing it as not a discipline, but an indulgence that we get a chance to just kind of sit and clear our minds and get into that um, system of rest and digest mm -hmm. because when we're constantly in fight or flight, and I heard this recently, I can't remember where, but just um, that even when you're scrolling through Instagram and even when it feels like relaxing, a lot of times we're subconsciously in fight or flight and we don't realize it. I 100% right? agree with that. We're seeing that girl and thinking, oh my gosh, how does her house look like that? Or, oh my gosh, where did, where did, how does her body look like that? Or should I be doing that workout? Or, oh, all the, my friends are at this restaurant. Why am I not there? It's just, it's stressful. We don't realize it. I think about that with you. You're always at cool restaurants every weekend. I'm like, why am I not there with Christy? What is that new, cool new restaurant in Austin? It's all a facade. We I never remember. <laughs> it's all a facade. Social media are those little snippets because I'm not going to post like, here I am in my kitchen eating my eating uh, tortilla chips with my things right. in the bag, lonely because my husband's out of town and my kids are running rampant right. throwing Legos at me. Um, <laughs> those aren't the moments. It's the, it's the romantic moment. Or I will even laugh looking back at my Instagram feed at moments where you see the like beautiful bowl on the marble countertop at the restaurant. But what you don't see is that literally two kids are across the table like beating each other. Right. Everyone in the restaurant staring at us. But like what you see on Instagram is that like I'm my having, beautiful food. Yes, hashtag paleo, hashtag relaxing lunch, <laughs> hashtag Austin food. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, so yeah, being mindful, tasting your food. And then I love what you said before about consistency, sustainability, maintainability. Yes. Um, we were talking this weekend about whatever gets you there, you're going to have to sustain it. So if you're getting to your goals in an unsustainable way, you got to rethink it. Oh, I love that. We love that. We just like totally drove that home yesterday when you said that. Say sustainability and maintainability. People are always asking us, should I go on a 30-day challenge? Should I do this? Should I do this? It's such a short period of time. And if you're not willing to really like reevaluate your lifestyle and make bigger changes, you're going to go through this three week period that you're probably not going to be happy because you're making changes you don't want to do. And then you're going to go right back to your lifestyle that got you to where you were in the first place. If you're not living a maintainable lifestyle and I'm going to use the word nutritional plan just because I don't like diet, even though yes. that refers to like what you're eating in general, um, you need to find a new plan. You need to find a plan that you don't feel like you're in a restricted pattern that you can't maintain for a long period of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you can't um, think about and remember how we said before, like an 80-20 or a 90-10, if you're supporting your body with these foods that are nourishing, there's still that 10 to 20% where you can fit in going out and getting cake and champagne with your friends, or you can go to a barbecue and eat chips and salsa. We don't want anyone to feel restricted or to feel like there are foods on a no-fly zone list. Like we don't, we're not into restricting. I love how you said that earlier. We're not no people, we're yes people. Uh, but the more we say yes to the things that make us feel really good, then if we can, if we can make that into a rhythm, and it takes a little time, it's a little bit of work up, up front, especially when you're not used to it. 
But if you'll give it a chance and do it in a way that's sustainable and not restrictive and not overly, what would you say? Just overly fad diets usually aren't going to be the way that are going to get you to a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And, and kind of with that, we'll touch on this briefly, and I kind of feel like a whole other podcast is coming about this because um, Christy and I are super passionate about just empowering women and helping you guys love yourselves and your body the way that you are. Um, with summer coming, and I just, I am just want everyone to feel so good about themselves. Yes, you might not have the perfect body. There really is no such thing as perfection. We see these people that we think have the perfect body and I can guarantee you they are unhappy with themselves in some which way or fashion as well. No woman I have ever met is walking around thinking, I'm the bomb, I look good. No, you really have to feel, I'm gonna just keep going back to that word, feel. You have to feel energetic, strong, and healthy and you are going to have the confidence to just love your body, I said to Christy a couple days ago, I'm like, go swim. Not to her. She's a swimmer. But all of our friends, I'm like, just go swim. No one is criticizing you in your bathing suit. No one's looking at you. We are our harshest critic. Um, It it is such a hot button. Another hot button. I have lots of hot buttons today. That's an important one, though. I like it. It really is. And I, I just wish people would feel comfortable with themselves. And I actually, I asked my husband the other day, I said, do men have body image issues? And he said, yeah, we do. But he put it in such a different way. And I was like, well, how come at the pool, men who might not be in the best shape, I mean, they're shirtless, rocking around, totally confident. No one's over there thinking twice about them. And here we are as women covering ourselves up, wearing your cover up, you know, dipping into the pool, wrapping the towel right around as you get up. And he said, he goes, well, for men, he goes, you know in clothes or out of clothes if someone is in shape or not out of shape. So it's no difference if they just take their shirt off. No one's expecting some, like, perfect body. It was so kind of, like, black and white the way that he put it, um, which is true. Okay, you have an extra two rolls in your stomach. No one is, when you take off your shirt and go swimming, no one's going to be looking and judging that. Um, most of the time we're often looking and judging at ourselves and too preoccupied by how we feel than to judge other people. Absolutely. I think we're all usually concerned with ourselves and we're so used to splitting ourselves up in pieces. And so when you're walking around that pool, you are not legs and a butt walking around the pool. You are a heart. You are a mind. You're that smile. You're that laugh. When you see a friend across the pool and you recognize each other, I mean, it's, you're more than your body. You are... Just that's just one small piece 100%. of who you are. Um, I I put it on when when we were talking about this earlier, it made me think of an article that I had read, and it was about how your body isn't your masterpiece; it is just your tool, and it's it's the things that you do out in the world that's what your masterpiece is. And I think so often in our you know all of our magazines and get bikini body ready and all these things, it's like your masterpiece is your body. And that's just not true. You're so much more than that. You're so much more interesting. People don't hang out with you because of your body. Right. They hang out with you because of your stories and your heart and your dreams and the things you know in your mind and your awesome sense of humor. Like those are the reasons that people love you. Right. And we've got to we've got to figure out a way to kind of let that go and be like I'm I am more than that. 
how, how do we do that? I don't know. I think it's, it's helping each other, reminding each other. And I think we're pretty forgetful and it's not our faults because we might hear this truth today, but then we're going to be bombarded today with 20 other messages that tell us otherwise. So I think it's just hearing that message over and over and then almost in a way like reconnecting with those things in yourself that make you who you are. So is it your mind? Is it your, is it your being around good girlfriends? A lot of times brings out our dreams or our humor or just the things that make us, maybe you have to, it's a discipline when you are walking around the pool to remind yourself, it doesn't matter what people think about my body because my body is only a little part of me. Like, absolutely. Right. And I just get sad thinking, oh my gosh. And you know, hearing my, my own thoughts and friends thoughts. I'm like, are we going to look back when we're 70 and we're going to think, oh, we never, we were so ashamed of our bodies our whole life. That is just, that thought alone makes me so sad where I'm like, I'm going to, I've got to change this. I've got to help people love themselves and feel confident in who they are. Absolutely. I, I have, I think I told you the story already. I have a picture I found a few weeks ago in a box of Brian and I on our honeymoon. And it's real cute. Like it's just us on the beach or something, but we're in our bathing suits on our honeymoon. And um, I just looked at, when I found that picture, I was like, oh my gosh, girl, like what, how great to be a 25 year old woman. Yes, like you just yes. look like you're 25. Like, wow. Um, but then all of a sudden I remembered how insecure I was because it's this pinnacle of like, you're supposed to be the most beautiful, you're on your honeymoon, you've got all these bathing suits and it's just like, and I just remember there are certain things about my body I didn't like and I was so insecure about. And I still like did all the things and play, went into the water and wore my bathing suit every day. But just in my head, I was beating myself up over things that I couldn't even control. Mm -hmm. And looking back at that picture, it just made my heart hurt for that girl because I thought, for crying out loud, like you didn't even know that you were this amazing, you know, so if we could just see ourselves the way we might see ourselves in 20, yes. 40, 60 years. When, and you just said it perfectly, things we can't control. We all have genetic blessings on our bodies that are going to be that way, whether we totally work ourselves into the ground or if we just have total food freedom. Um stomach, hips, but you know, name it. We all have something that's just, it is what it is. And we've talked a lot about trade-offs, right? Um, the lifestyle that people have to lead to have the body that they think that they want. And even though that won't lead to happiness, but that they think that they want is so strict. It is like no eating out no social time, no drinks. It's not a maintainable or sustainable lifestyle just to go right back to that. Absolutely. And to be real personal, I mean, I was telling Lacey this on our walk on Sunday that um, I went bathing suit shopping last week and um, I've just been more lax. Like, I'm, I don't even know how to say this correctly because um, I feel really healthy. I feel so healthy, healthier than I felt in a long time. My hormones feel more balanced. I'm listening to my body. My joints feel a lot better, but I'm not pushing so hard and I'm not being quite as strict. Um, and there were you know, obviously we're not perfect when we're trying on bathing suits. We see all of our flaws in those crazy, like 20 wave mirrors and yes. lighting. It's the Take worst. Take the lights down, please. Take the lights down for the love. Um, and I just got back in the car and it was all subconscious, but I was just thinking of these things and my gut reaction or my knee jerk reaction was to be like, okay, you know, after vacation, like I'm going to come back. I know how to do, I know what to do. You know, I'm really going to like tighten up these areas. And I was like, wait, wait. No, no, because all those little dimples or all those things that might not have been how they were last year, maybe, yes, I do know how to change them. 
but those are the evenings that I go on dates with my husband. Those are the nights that my son makes me a cheeseburger and I don't say, oh, I'm sorry, honey, I'm not eating cheese. Like, I eat it because I love him. I love that. I love when you said that. And you said, those are the nights sitting on the couch eating popcorn. I'm like, yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Again, it's not about perfection. It's just about consistency. Same thing with your body. One of my best friends, and she listens to this podcast, so won't say her name, but I'm just so proud of her, and she um, has, hasn't has ever felt super great about her body and has gone through a body transformation and has always covered up, like, full arms, full legs, and she's really embracing it and just looks amazing, and she said to me this morning, she's like, I'm just going to wear that bathing suit, and she's like, I wore it, and I walked around, and she's like, and then I realized... It didn't even matter. No one was looking at me and it didn't even, like, it was kind of just like an aha moment for her. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. Do it, you guys. That's huge. Yes. That is our wish for you this summer. Get that bathing suit on, rock it, enjoy yourself, enjoy your body and what it enables you to do. You can jump in that pool, have fun, go on long walks. Love yourself, girls. Love yourself. And we're in there with you. So we're going to remind each other on the days that we're feeling like we're trying to be perfect, we have to remind each other that's not what it's about. Nope. It's about feeling good, feeling confident. Confidence is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. We can't say that enough. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Well, this was a great topic. I hope you guys got some good tips to kind of kick off the summer. We have so, so, so much more coming this fall. Lots of lots of uh, diving deep into nutrition. So stay tuned. Absolutely. Keep sharing your feedback with us. We love hearing from you. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Yes. And if you like it, please give us five stars. We would love that. That really helps us to be searchable on iTunes and share us with your friends. Yes. We really appreciate each and every one of you so much. Thank you guys. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.